more than I do myself here. We haven't talked to him all season long. NBC has taken over coverage of NASCAR. And, of course, he here in town, down the street, around the corner, up the block, getting ready for today's race. And we're going to talk about some of the stuff that is going on out there, your race day experience. But, Dustin, welcome to the show. Good morning, and thanks for joining us. Hey, good morning, guys. Thanks a lot. Uh, looking forward to a big day at the, at the track here at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Always great to catch up with you. Um, you here and getting a chance to – and when I saw you out there for the spring race and, and you're back, what do you think is going to be different this time? I know it's, a, it's a, you know, the new configuration. Second time the drivers are getting a look at it. Uh, going to be a little bit warmer track conditions when things get warmed up today. But what are you looking for to be maybe, maybe different? Well, I think it, it'll be interesting to see, you know, as you said, the spring race was the first time with the, the reconfigured, repaved racetrack and, and the different rules package. And it created that type of racing that you typically see at Daytona and Talladega. And that's something, again, you hadn't seen at, uh, uh, you know, at Atlanta Motor Speedway in the past. So it was kind of like the, the a new a new Atlanta Motor Speedway. If you've been there before, you hadn't seen this. Uh, it, it was just like going to a brand new place. So. I think drivers are learning more about what they can do. I think there's still some things that they're trying to understand. Uh, you know, no practice, no qualifying. So uh, this weekend, so the, the first laps that they're going to be on the track are going to be when the green flag drops. So they're going to be learning on the job again today. And it'll be uh, fascinating to see what happens, a little bit warmer conditions than what it was in the spring. When it gets warmer, it affects the handling. The cars don't, uh, uh, you know, are a little bit more difficult to drive. So it uh, puts a little bit more in the hands of the drivers. So, We'll see what happens uh, today, but uh, should be a fascinating race. Dustin Long and his NBC crew here in town for the Quaker State 400 out at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Joining Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. I got a question for you, and forgive me if it's naive, but as we talk about the track, is there a, a time frame for a track to settle in or to be the track it's going to be for the next decade or so? You know, you talk about from the spring race to this race, the drivers are experiencing a new type of track compared to the old Atlanta Motor Speedway. But the track overall, does it settle into a certain sort of groove that will make it the track that drivers will know how to deal with moving forward or, or not? It is what it is. Well, I mean, typically with repaves, tracks change and evolve over time. And it depends and, and, you know, it depends on what part of the country you're at uh, because of, you know, how hard the winters are or how light the winters are. And, you know, uh, you can go into all these little details about how the repaving is done and what's the aggregate that's a part of it. And it's often, you know, what's available in that part of the country that affects it. So there's a lot of little minor things like that. But certainly a big thing is, is, is what the weather conditions, how much they change, the beating of the sun or the the cold conditions on the track that really can impact it. So, uh, yeah, I would expect it to evolve over time and uh, and see what it uh, turns into. Spending time on the waitforit.com hotline this morning. We are pleased to be joined by Dustin Long from NBC Sports. And Dustin is social. You can find him on Twitter at Dustin Long, at Dustin Long, all lowercase. All right, our home folk uh, has been doing better lately, talking about Chase Elliott. He's on the pole because we didn't have qualifying yesterday. He's never won at the place that we call his home track. What does he have to do to give himself a chance today, Dustin? Yeah, I mean, he's, you know, it's really been interesting this year in this season of inconsistency because obviously the the, the new car this year, the, the next-gen car, completely different car, first year for this car for all teams. So everybody's learning it. That's been um, it, 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 some, some weekend teams are up and some weekend teams are down. But uh, uh, throughout that up and down, Chase Elliott's team typically has been on, more on the upside this year than on the downside. He's got, uh, you know, he's won, he's the points leader, 
And as you, as you stated, it's just, he's never won at his home track. And, and he was asked about that again yesterday. And, and that's something that, uh, you know, he really wants to get that victory and, and all the times that he spent here earlier in his career. And just, uh, you know, he says it's, it's great to have the hometown track because he's just up the road. And he says it's nice to, to sleep in your own bed and head to the racetrack. And, and uh, you know, it would be nice to have a celebration at home after a big win. So maybe today's the day. We'll see. I was trying to uh, get your opinion about which one of these racers that we know that usually are at the top that haven't won a race so far. Because early on in this, this season, it just seemed like every week there was a new winner. But as we sit here now, people like Kevin Harvick, Brad Kozlowski, you know, traditional names that have not won. Are you surprised at the way this season has played out and who's not it made across, who hasn't made it across the finish line? It's been a fascinating season, and it's, uh, it's just been topsy-turvy, as, as you say, because it's like, uh, you know, 13 different winners in the first 18 races, but yet you have some of the big names, like you mentioned, Kevin Harvey, Greg Kozlowski, who haven't won, uh, Ryan Blaney hasn't won yet this year, Martin Truex Jr., former champion, hasn't won yet this year, uh, Christopher Bell, a former winner, hasn't won yet this year. Uh, there's actually eight drivers who won races last year that have yet to win this season. So, okay, you've got 13 different winners this season, but there's still eight that won races last year that haven't won, including Bubba Wallace. And Bubba has, uh, and Bubba at times has had a very fast car and has been very good. But one of the things that has plagued him and his team has been pit road and that they've had a lot of issues on pit road. I can you know, specifically think about uh, in a, in a race in May in, in Kansas where he was just blistering fast, but his pit crew had two pit road penalties and it kept putting him in the back of the field. He ended up finishing 10th, but uh, that was a day that they, they could have won. And there've been a few other days like that um, for Bubba. And one of the things coming into this weekend's races, they've uh, again made some changes to his pit crew. And, you know, again, for people who maybe aren't as familiar with, with the sport is I would liken the pit crew to an offensive line on a football team. And it looked it, it, if, if you have a bad offensive line, it doesn't matter if you have the greatest quarterback in the game uh, back in, you know, throwing the ball because if he doesn't have time to throw the ball, he can't do his job. So, uh, you know, a strong pit crew is going to get you positions off a of pit road, just like a strong offensive lineman. Uh, offensive line is going to give your quarterback time to to make the multiple reads, to go if the, the, the primary receiver is covered, to go find the secondary receiver or the third option or the fourth option to go get the first down or go get the touchdown uh, and break, break the game open. Well, we're spending time with Dustin Long from NBC Sports here with Sam and Greg on Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game and 92.9TheGame.com. You hear us everywhere on Odyssey. I was reading something that you wrote this week about Christopher Bell. You just mentioned him. This is a crunch race for people who are trying to make it into the playoffs. Uh, so, And this is a 400 instead of a 500. They got to go out and get it done today. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Shorter racing in the spring, so not as much time to, to do things. And yeah, as I mentioned, Christopher Bell is, is is on the playoff bubble right now, and he's 20 points ahead of Kevin Harvick. And you know, this type of racing, what we saw in the spring, the the, the groups all packed up together. Uh, if it stays like that again today, boy, if something happens in the front of the field, it could wipe out a bunch of cars. And we did see that in the spring, where there were some accidents at the front that took out uh, took out some drivers and and, and kind of in, impacted the race for a number of drivers. So. Uh, you know, this is, uh, there's eight races left, including today through the regular season. But, uh, you know, this is one where I think people look at is this could be a wild card race and you could have a 14th different winner. Um, you could have, uh, some crazy things happen and it'll just be fascinating to watch, uh, 
today at 3 p.m. Eastern on USA Network. Yes, you are on USC, USA Network for people who wonder whether where the races are this week. Now that NBC has taken over the coverage, talk a little bit about your pre-race show. What we're going to see, what you're going to have on there, and talk about this visit. I understand it's going to be made to the Dawsonville Pool Room. Yeah, we've got Rutledge Wood, who uh, uh, Georgia guy, who's going to be uh, hanging up at the, the Dawsonville Pool Room and kind of talking about things up in Dawsonville and just the, the the pool room for people who haven't been there. Obviously. Dawsonville, the home for the uh, the Elliots, Bill Elliott's, and now Chase Elliott's. And, uh, you know, for those who aren't uh, familiar with the pool room, uh, whenever uh, an Elliott wins, they uh, they fire off the siren, as they say, and uh, let everybody in the uh, area know that uh, an Elliott has won another NASCAR race. So there have certainly been times where that thing has gone off uh, a lot, and sometimes even at night. Uh, but... Uh, you know, there would be nothing more I think Chase Elliott would love than to, have, than to hear, hear about the, the siren going off uh, in the uh, from the Dawsonville pool room. And Rutledge will be up there, and we'll have our coverage of the regular group uh, with uh, Rick Allen in the booth with Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Jeff Burton and Steve Letarte. And uh, we've got a pre-race show with Marty Snyder and uh, Kyle Petty, who's back after his wife had their third child just uh, this past week, and uh, also with uh, Dale Jarrett and and. Uh, uh, Brad Doherty. Another thing to, to be looking out for on, on today's pre-race show is earlier this week, uh, Kyle Petty sat down with Richard Petty and Jeff Gordon. And it was 30 years ago, uh, in 1992, was Richard Petty's last NASCAR Cup race, and it was Jeff Gordon's first race. Right. And so we sat them down, and it's the first time, I think, that they've ever sat down together to talk about that race. And uh, it's just a uh, uh, really good interview, really some interesting things. And uh, the King was... Uh, uh, Richard was uh, was all excited about it, had a lot of fun with Jeff, and I know uh, in, in, in talking with Kyle that even like a day after the uh, uh, the interview, Richard was still talking about what a fun time he had. So certainly that'll be something to look forward to uh, with our pre-race coverage. It begins at 2 p.m. Eastern on USA. Well, Dustin, it's funny you should bring up Richard Petty. And, and if you knew this, you would probably have my partner, Sam Crenshaw, a part of that pre-race uh, coverage. Sam, <laughs> Sam told a story yesterday to one of your colleagues uh, about something okay. that he had known about Richard Petty. And the colleague, who, like yourself, is entrenched in the sport and did not know this. Did you know the story behind how Richard Petty signs his name? I want to hear it. What's the, what's the Mr. Theory? Crenshaw, the floor is yours. No. I, uh, you mean no? The, the, this is your story, man. No, it's not my story. It's Richard come Petty's on, come story. Come on, come Well, Dustin, you heard about Richard Petty's autograph and the fact that why he signs it the way he signs it because they sent him to a school. He just said no. He don't know it. So yep. tell everybody. Yep, he's probably heard it. He though. said he didn't know it. Wait a minute. Let, let him say. He, he, I was talking to him. He said I'm no. Gonna, I, I want to hear, hear Sam tell Thank it. You. I want to hear Sam tell it. Go ahead. So, because, in, because in his heyday when he was at his at the, you know, peak and out there winning every week, the cars didn't have power steering, obviously. So he's fighting the steering wheel all day long. And so people say, if you're going to eat, and he never turns down any autograph requests. That's all the thing Richard Petty does. If you request an ask for an autograph, he will sign it for you. Um, but but they said you can't sign all these autographs after these races. He was staying for hours after races signing autographs. They said, look, you're moving your wrist around. We're going to teach you how to sign your autograph without moving your wrist. And so he went to like a trade school to learn to practically draw his name. And so that's why the Richard Petty autograph, until anybody Google Richard Petty autograph, it is artwork. He draws it for you. And, um, you know, and I found that out during the time I was working, working up in Greensboro. 
Uh, yep. People told me about it. And so, yep, anybody, I don't know if he's at the track today, but if, if he's there today and anybody get a chance to get an autograph, have something better than a napkin for him to write it on because the man <laughs> the man is going to take the time and really draw you something special that you want to keep. And then put it in a frame. And let me tell you something. Brandon Hutchinson there at AMS has something autographed by Richard Petty in his office, and he didn't realize He that. didn't know it either. Do you have an autograph from I've Richard Petty? This, I've heard, I'll tell you, I've heard the story of one time Richard Petty was asked to autograph a duck. <laughs> what? <laughs> a duck? I, I, now, that's all I know. Is like somebody came up and wanted to autograph a duck, and it's like, I don't know why you'd want to to do that but uh that was what somebody tried to do at one point so years and years ago uh so yeah don't don't bring a napkin don't bring a duck um uh but certainly and 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 sam you're right that i think that may be the the best description i've heard of richard's signatures is 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 as artwork and it really is and it is fascinating to watch him um you know sign his name Um, and i can think back to when i did a book with the petty family a number of years ago and one of the things that we needed to get for the book was um, a signature for him. So he had to sign it on a sheet of paper so that we could uh, put it in the book. And it was just fascinating just to watch him sign it and how he moves his hand and, and just, you know, the strokes and, and, and the curves and everything like that. So artwork is, is, is a great description of uh, the Richard Petty autograph. And certainly one that um, he, shared, he shared with many people through the years. You hear that? That's the Dawsonville pool room. <laughs> Y'all going to jinx the man. Now you got to win. That's the Dawsonville pool room, man. <laughs> hey, Dawson. We Dawson, we are not done with you. We're going to tap into your knowledge as you guys continue to bring us NASCAR coverage. But we want to thank you for getting up this morning and being a part of the show. Hey, looking forward to uh, the rest of the season. Uh, looking forward to today. Looking forward to talking to you guys throughout the year. And, yeah, certainly just uh, for folks, uh, pre-race coverage comes on at 2 p.m. Eastern on USA Network, followed by the race coverage at 3 p.m. And then after that, a reminder for folks, uh, we'll have a post-race show. So, uh, you know, I know that that's something that the fans talk about is, hey, you do all this time before the race and a lot of, and then and then you don't have much of a post-race show. Well, that's something that we build into all our race broadcasts this year, uh, either on USA or Peacock. Today's on USA. And uh, certainly check it out after the race. So, with the, you know, as we follow the storylines and kind of explain what happened to some of the competitors in today's race. And you never know. At some point, he might bring up that Richard Petty autograph story you just told. Oh no, no! You got two networks. There you go. He <laughs> might. You know, you don't know. You got to tune in to find out. Hey, uh, Dustin, enjoy the race today, man. And thanks as always. Thanks a lot. All right. Hey, thanks a lot, guys. Have there a great one.